Welcome to Dating and Other Fucked Up Stories. I'm your host, Rachel Ash. Here's a disclaimer before we get too involved here. These stories are intended to serve as both insight into the current dating culture among 20 to 40-somethings, as well as a source of entertainment on your busy work commute. None of the details in these stories have been altered. This is purely journalistic. With my own personal flair, of course. If you enjoy this episode today, feel free to send it to a friend in need. If you are listening on Apple, take a moment to write a review. I truly appreciate all of you. You all help keep this podcast alive. If you have any questions or your own fucked up story to share, feel free to slide into my DMs at love Rachel Ash. Before I start this next episode, this is for all the men out there who are listening. I want to offer you my services. And no, it's not ASMR. The first 10 men to DM me their dating profile will receive my personal feedback. Talk to you soon. June 2020. Hello, this is your pilot speaking, the 5 foot 11, 3 quarter inch one. (laughs) How's the weather looking? I reply with a smile. It's perfect. You made it great all day. I blush uncontrollably. We will be cruising to an altitude of 40,000 feet. Flight attendants, prepare for departure. And here we go. This story is about the ice cream man. Did he sell ice cream? (laughs) Absolutely not. Did he love ice cream? Who knows? As always, the reason behind his name will be revealed at the end of this cocktail. We met on Tinder in June of 2020. To give you some background, my Tinder profile is a bit cheeky. It says, you get extra credit if you're a six foot or taller. This man was five foot 11 and three quarters of an inch. Do I get extra credit? I'm only a quarter inch off. (laughs) I die laughing. I'll allow it. I say back to him. He seems like a funny guy. A man who has a sense of humor is always good to keep around to lighten the mood. Even if times are dreary, a man who can make you laugh through all of it is a keeper. He invites me out to a brewery called Hollywood Brewing Company on Las Olas Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale. When he initially suggests a brewery on Las Olas, I sift through my memory trying to remember where a brewery could be. I thought I knew all of the breweries in South Florida, and I can't think of a single one on Las Olas. Well, there's a good reason for that. It's not a true brewery. It's more like a bar that has a lot of different beers on tap. There's no actual brewing room. We greet each other outside in the parking lot closest to Hollywood Brewing Company. When we meet, the pilot acts weird. He stares at me almost like he is disappointed. What the hell? I have never had anyone act disappointed before. In fact, Men tell me I look even sexier in person than I do on the apps. He is tall, has light hair, and beautiful bright blue eyes. He has a boyish charm to him, and he is dressed casually. He is a pilot at a commercial airline. How tall are you? 
This is the first thing he asks me. Oh, the tables have turned. Usually that's my question. I'm asking them how tall they are, and he's asking me how tall I am this time. Okay. How tall are you? Five foot four, I reply. Guys never care how tall I am. Why do you say you want a six foot guy in your profile if you're only five four? Because I like my men tall and hot, I say without stuttering. And we head inside the pseudo brewery, and it's just as I suspect a bar pretending to be an actual brewery. And we glance over the menus, and my eyes wander over to my date. And my date seems a million miles away. This is not the same man I met and had light comedic texting with days leading up to the state. Did I get the bait and switch? I signed up for comedy. Instead, I got a ticket for the 8.30 p.m. drama show. The bartender comes over to take our order. During this period of dating, I preferred to drink dark beers. This was before I discovered whiskey. The brewery didn't have any porters, so I got the next best thing. A stout. I'll have the same, he says and hands off the menu to the bartender. We aren't talking. And his body language screams uneasiness. Perhaps he's a nervous dater? At the time, I wasn't as perceptive about people as I am now. I thought I had done something wrong. I figured it was me that was causing him to act like this. Did I catfish him? He was acting like I was catfishing him. Like I wasn't what I said I was. I lead in with small talk and try to get him to open up. And he is so stiff. Like he's not present. He is noticeably somewhere else. The beers come out. I take a sip. Yum. The beer is just the way I like my men. Dark and strong. Plus, I like a lot of head. On my beer, that is. (laughs) Finally, a few sips into my beer, I'm able to get him to start talking. And what a mission. Let's be honest. I can talk to anyone. I can literally talk to a brick wall. Even if this guy wasn't going to respond, I was going to talk to him. He pulls out his phone and starts rummaging through his Apple notes. Then he turns the phone around towards me and asks my opinion. At first, I'm not sure what I was looking at. Then it clicks. It's a list of one-liners for his dating profile. What the fuck? I think in my mind as I scroll through. I'm thinking about switching out a line in my dating profile. Which one should I use? (laughs) Wait, wait a second. Did I miss something? Were we not on a date? Like the one-liner he already had on his Tinder profile worked. I was here in the flesh on a date with him. Yet he was asking me dating advice on what pickup line to use next. Yo, buddy, this date just started and you're already trying to get to the next girl. I'm not sure if I should be flattered that he's asking my advice or offended that he isn't giving me a chance. I choose to be flattered. (laughs) Did I accidentally advertise that I give free dating advice on my Tinder profile? Pretty sure that was not the case. All right, this is a dead giveaway that the date is over. Hmm, let me have fun with this one. One of the many tacky one-liners I see is, my grandmother says I need to stop focusing on my career and find a good girl to marry. Oh man, (laughs) this guy needs my help. Keep in mind this is Tinder, not Match.com. If he is on this app, he clearly doesn't want a lasting connection. He wants a fast, temporary fix. 
He wants an Amazon delivered next day type of love. Sorry, that just ain't me, darling. My love is snail mail, slow and traditional. First of all, did your grandmother really say this to you? No. Okay, I say half laughing. I didn't think so. All right, I wouldn't lead with this. Sure, it's charming that you're portraying that you have a close relationship with your grandmother, but it's just too off-putting for a hookup dating app like Tinder. It's funny, but a little weird in a Freudian way. It almost made me swipe left when I read it. No one wants to fuck grandma's little boy. He's surprised by my feedback, but he takes notes, literally, in his Apple notes. I look over at his beer. He hasn't touched it. Why aren't you drinking your beer, I ask. I don't drink stouts. And this confuses me. Then why did you order it if you don't like dark beers? Because you ordered a stout, so I figured I would order one too. Oh no. Red flag. I hate when guys do this. If I order a stout or an old-fashioned, they feel like they need to order the same to prove their own masculinity. If you want to order a drink with an umbrella, do it. Order a drink with a thousand flowers in it. I don't care. Do it. Don't order a whiskey if you hate whiskey and then leave that gorgeous drink on the bar untouched. It's a personal turnoff for me. Be secure with who you are. Don't try to change for a date. I'm done with my beer at this point and he has barely touched his. I usher the bartender over and tell my date to order a beer he actually likes and he orders a pale ale. By this time, I am starving. It's around 9, 9.30 p.m. In our text, he had told me we would start with drinks and then grab appetizers and dinner. So I went into this date hungry. And when I get hungry, I don't just get hungry. I get hangry. And a hangry Rachel is not a good look for me. Should we order a pretzel or something? Nah, I already ate. Why would he tell me we were getting dinner and then eat beforehand. I always find that to be rude when a guy tells me they ate before the date. When I go on a date, I love to share food and drinks. Food is a love language for me. Based on the date's taste, it tells me if we will be able to get along. Okay, well, I'm hungry. I didn't eat anything. I thought we were going to grab appetizers and dinner. I'm going to stick to my beer. I shake my head and look away annoyed. This date was miserable. And then it came to me, a wonderful, ground-shattering idea. I was going to do everything in my power to turn this date around. It became my personal mission to get him to buy me dinner. That's right, dinner. He obviously didn't want to take me to dinner, so I was going to trick him into buying me dinner anyway. Challenge accepted. Yes, I'm your worst nightmare boys. I just wanted him to buy me dinner. And I know you all love that. Hey, your boy had it coming. He continued to ask me for dating advice like I was his personal dating coach. If you're going to ask me for dating tips, at least feed me. Girl is hangry. I'm feeding you one-liners. Feed me some goddamn nachos. Is all I'm thinking. Girl has to eat. Sure, I can order my own nachos. But that defeats the whole game. I want him to order the food. I want to win. He's deep into talking about one of his past dates when I have reached my hungry capacity. I'm yeah, yeah, yang 
and shaking my head like I'm listening, even though I wasn't. Okay, mama isn't playing anymore. I want to eat now. No more of this fuckery. I want results. I smile, and then I lean in to interrupt. Then slowly and seductively, I ask, what's your favorite food? By now, he's one beer in and is noticeably looser. Pasta. I love pasta. And moving in even closer, I softly caress his hands and mine, and I look him in the eyes as I say, I have a good idea. Why don't you and I walk across the street and share a delicious bowl of pasta? My smile undoubtedly had a sexual undertone to it. I knew what I was doing. He perked right up and instantly said, okay. His smile was incandescent. He paid the bill and I led him across the street to Louis Bossy. This restaurant is always packed, even during the pandemic. It was no different on this night. I went straight to the hostess, table for two. And she quickly replied, it's going to be an hour, hour and a half wait. And I was surprised by how long the wait was, considering closing time was only about an hour away. Okay, my name is Rachel. My number is 954, blah, blah, blah. I'm not giving you my phone number. (laughs) This wait wouldn't do. I was starving. And sitting at the bar wasn't an option at this point either. It was still the height of the pandemic. You weren't allowed to sit at the bar. (sighs) I wish I didn't have to wait. I closed my eyes and envisioned us sitting at a table. I was going to manifest it. Let me clear my mind. Let me make it happen. Then it occurred to me. I pulled out my phone, went straight to open table, and bam, there it was. A reservation available for two. I snagged the reservation with a fast click, grabbed my date, and made a beeline straight to the hostess. I showed her the reservation. She looked at me and smiled. I see what you did there. (laughs) Right this way. She looked at my date and said, This one is tricky. As she pointed at me, I winked at her. We had a good laugh. I look at my date seductively. I was in complete control. I made this dinner happen. I was making all the moves. My date was over the top. The fact that I had just pulled that stunt successfully turned him on. He was so excited. He was so excited that before we even sat down, he motioned to the waiter and ordered a bottle of red wine for our table. Sure, now he has no problem spending money. Hilarious. It's all a state of mind. We sat down, and he stared at me with his mouth open. He was surprised. I smiled and threw my hands up in the air. What? I always get what I want, I said playfully. Glancing through the menu... He asked me what I wanted. I put my menu down and I said, surprise me. Let's see if you know what I like. And if you feel like this is a test, it's because it is. Then I started singing Under Pressure by Queen. This is just too fun. He picks one entree. He was taking this share a dish literally. Unsurprisingly, he picks a dish that was the basic dinner equivalent to the pale ale he drank at our cocktail hour spaghetti. When the entree comes out, I ask for an extra plate. Listen, at this point, I'm beyond starving. Forget thoughtful conversation. 
I just want to stuff my face like a fat kid. And there's pasta sauce running down my face. Who cares? I give zero fucks because I'm hungry as hell. And this date has been starving me for two hours. That's not what I signed up for. That's not what was in the contract for tonight. As the spaghetti slides down my throat, I feel my blood sugar leveling out and bam, I'm back to life. And after leveling up, I can see clearly again. I am reborn and it's time to party. The check comes and my date looks at me. Here comes the showdown. Babe, you're going to lose this. I cross my arms, sit back and smile. I'm not paying the bill. Hell no. I got us in here. I shared an entree with you. I didn't even order a meal here. The wine? Again, you darling. This guy has no shame. I tell him I was just let go at my job in the beginning of this date, yet he is going to press me to pay half for this singular entree. Come on. Really? That's lame. And ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing some turbulence. Stay seated with your seatbelt securely fastened. We may need to go in for an emergency landing. Everyone is gone around us. We are the last ones at the restaurant. COVID rules state. All restaurants have to be closed with all employees gone by 11 p.m. That means we need to go right now. No more dancing over the check. It needs to be paid. And we have to get the fuck out of here. The employees are staring at us with eyes that are screaming, get the hell out of here, guys. We want to go home. He finally hands his credit card over to the waiter. Then we head together outside. He loudly proclaims when we're outside, since I just paid for dinner, you're buying me a drink at the next place. Wow, am I though? This guy, little does he know I am not. <laughs> then he asked me where we are going. Wait, is this your date or my date? Do I have to take control? Hmm, fine. Mama is taking over. You can't be trusted to fly this plane. Most places were closing at this time. Unless you served food, you were closed. All bars tend to serve food if they wanted to remain open. It was the new COVID-19 law. Unless we were going to tempt the gods and go to Piazza Italia, a restaurant turned into a temporary club during COVID times, then there was not many options. I, I didn't feel like risking getting COVID tonight. Not with this guy. He was nothing special. But I wasn't ready for this night to be over. At this moment in the night, we were both slightly buzzed and open. Libations were flowing and spirits were jiving. We were standing on the street next to Louis Bossy. I look at him and say, let's grab bikes and bike down to the beach. He grins and says, okay. We head over to the bikes. Quickly, I changed the plans, though. It would have been 9 to $12 to bike all the way down Las Olas to A1A. And I wanted to have my car with me just in case I needed to make a quick getaway. It was still a first date. Let's take my car. It's actually cheaper than taking the bikes. He agrees. He didn't bring his car. He had Ubered to Las Olas. So I told him to jump in my car. I plugged my phone in, clicked over to my date night Spotify playlist. Alt-J left-hand free is blasting. Windows are down. The sunroof is open. My hair is flying freely through the air. And I scream as I speed down Las Olas past all the trendy, expensive mansions on the intracoastal of Fort Lauderdale. No one was on the road. 
Fort Lauderdale was our own private city for the night. We were young, wild, and free. This was my time no matter what obstacles were in our way. I was going to take full advantage and live in this moment. With death surrounding us, I chose life. I chose to live. Tonight was young. Let's make the most of it. Let's build this story. I have absolute control over this moment, of my body, of my future. Twisted by two feet pops on the stereo. I lower my eyes and grin as I speed even faster. I'm feeling sexy, and I'm going to play my role tonight. Why not? It's not about him. It's about me. She's just that type of girl, is echoing seductively from the car. The electric guitar solo begins, and I'm completely immersed in the moment. He is just sitting in the passenger seat taking all of this in. He has no idea what he signed up for tonight. And he seems pretty turned on. What man wouldn't be? He was with me, after all. Let's have some fun. We arrived at my secret spot at the beach. Only my conquests and friends know about my secret place on the beach. Consider yourself lucky if you find yourself here. I pull out my yoga mat and lead my guy of the moment down to the dimly lit beach. I spread the yoga mat out and we sat down. We make small talk as we listen to the waves roll up on the sand. Then he turns to me, and he kisses me. And it's wet. In a bad way. Houston, we have a problem. We may have to come in for a crash landing. Remember how I said in the beginning of the story that his name was Ice Cream Man? That's because as we were kissing... He inserted his entire tongue into my mouth and started licking the inside hood of my mouth as though I were an ice cream cone. I pulled away and tried not to make it obvious. Let's try this again. I start to kiss him again. Then he does it again. He inserts his entire tongue deep into my mouth and starts licking the inside hood of my mouth. He was into it. Ugh. Gross. I wonder what flavor I would be, though. Would I be strawberry, vanilla, chocolate, Hmm, maybe Rocky Road? (laughs) I try to take control of the situation and direct him on how to kiss better without being verbally obvious about it. And a few minutes in, he is not understanding that I'm physically trying to show him what I like. Then it occurred to me, this man is 30. If he hasn't figured out by now how to kiss... He's a lost cause. He, of course, tries to hook up with me right there on the beach. I'm not having any of that. If he is this bad at kissing, I hate to think what the sex would be like. I tell him it's time to head out. We jumped back into my car. I'm a nice person, so I decide to drive him home to his apartment, since he had taken an Uber to the date. We get to his place about eight minutes later. I turn to him and say, Make sure you leave me a good review on Uber. Oh, are you an Uber driver? He asked. I reply, get the fuck out of my car. There you have it. Until next story, this is Rachel Ash signing off. (laughs) 